You know, we're two episodes into 2017, and I have to say that it's been a pretty incredible journey as I look back and reflect on all the happenings, the ups and the downs and the way, way downs, and all the waves that occurred for not only for my life, but those who are close to me. You know, the reflection, um, as I had stated before in previous episodes, is You know, last year was filled with all kinds of hiccups and, oh my God, is this really happening to me? Moments. (laughs) More than I would like to admit, but they happened for a reason. And you'll hear later from a guest that I'm really excited about. I call her my pint-sized punch. You will hear us talk about all the the things that we really need to pay attention to, and I don't want to give too much away but really looking at things in a proactive way instead of being reactive and having to to be in a space of disaster cleanup mode all the time. But right now, and something that I I asked the guests um, that you'll hear a little bit later and something that I had to ask myself before I even decided to do this episode was what if we took the way, we took away the what ifs, right? You know, we constantly have those overhanging thoughts of what if I wasn't afraid? What if I I wasn't nervous about rejection? What if I walked in here and did an amazing job? What if I spoke clearly about every single intention I have and got the result that I wanted? What if I just took the what ifs away? Just took them away and really gave myself an opportunity to let possibility in. You know, sometimes I think that we put too much weight on the what ifs of the world and it overwhelms us because we start to sit in this space of fear and rejection and overwhelmingness and, you know, the list goes on with all the emotions that we can have and that can make us freeze or can make us do some some things out of desperation, which you'll see in the upcoming season. Season two is all about desperate acts. So not jumping ahead there. But for here, you know, wrapping up with our commitment challenges and being able to add and subtract appropriately so that we can get things done and get it finished and not sit in this space of, I will, I want to, but oops, I lost the moment, right? You know, we have this, you know, this whole new idea around, you know, the end of the year is here. So we, we get a, a new start. We get to start over. How about every hour is another opportunity to start over? How about every day is another opportunity to start over? You don't have to wait 365 or 366 days uh, leap year wise to wait for another opportunity to fix your life, to make this your best year yet. I say do it now. If you made a mistake at 10.55 a.m., well, at 11 a.m., you have an opportunity to get things right. Or, you know, whatever the mess is that you found yourself in, whether you, you fell into it, you saw it coming and didn't put the brakes on fast enough, whatever it was, it doesn't matter. Take the weight off of it a little bit so that you really can focus in on what truly does matter in your life, whether that's starting a family, extending your family, 
starting a career, taking up a hobby that you've been wanting to get back to, whether that's a health-based hobby, you know, something to really get back to you, to yourself, to get your energy up, to get your your flow going. Uh, If it's part of your purpose and your desire to share your space and time and opportunities with other people and you're just trying to figure it out, take this as your opportunity this year. Start researching professional development events, leadership development, business development, you know, personal growth and development, whatever it is. Don't keep it saying, I will, I want to, oops, I forgot to. Like, stop putting yourself in that cycle. You can put the brakes on it if you give yourself permission, not only to pause, but to really do better, (laughs) like literally do better. And everything that I'm saying to you, I've said to myself, because I have my own moments of, hey, last year, man, I was supposed to launch this program, you know, four months ago, and this other one was supposed to to kickstart six months before that, or I meant to travel to this place, or, oh, I wish I had spoken at that engagement. I mean, there's a, a, a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas, and I had to look back at, well, what was I doing to make that happen? Because I, lo- I allowed a lot of the day's events you know, the life traps, the relationship traps, um, just things that happen in our life, right? You know, fires that we focus on putting out, those storms that we're constantly moving through. I let that sweep me off my feet and twirl me around and confuse me instead of staying planted, staying anchored and moving forward. And this is me saying this with transparency, with all of the knowledge that I have, and all of the experience I have and all the success stories that I have from clients you know, in business to their personal and their relationship goals and all the things that I've done, I still fail myself with feet off the ground, getting swept up in fires because life happens, right? And the way that I would re-anchor myself, so to speak, is I would give myself permission every single day. Sometimes I would do it on the hour, but most most time it was the next day. You know what? Today's going to be a better day. Yesterday was hell. Yesterday was crazy. It was filled with way too many ups and downs, and I never want to repeat that day. But today is going to be better. Um, And again, sometimes I would try to do it by the hour, but you know, sometimes it's like one storm after another, one fire after another, and you're constantly fighting through. But the thing that would help me the most is when I would say, Nikita, what if you put all that other stuff in a box? And I'll do that. So for all of my clients who are listening right now, especially those where we do, you know, the VIP programs and we have our VIP intensive days um, or the actual personalized one-on-one coaching, you know I am famous for making a square because we do, usually we're on Skype or Zoom or something and I make a square and say, okay, this is the problem, right? Let's, Let's recognize it. Let's put it out there. Oh, you're having a problem with your husband and he's just not responding the way that you want to. You know, I mirror back whatever the client just said and I say, okay, Now let's put that in the box. And I draw the box and put it in the box because our goal is to break the box of limitations, not to break the box of all the things that are overwhelming you and bubbling up and let it explode all over the place like vomit. Some things you need to put in a box and move to the side so you can make room for what you really need to focus on. And you can chisel away at those things as appropriate to your strength, 
your energy and your time. And we don't always do that. I call it setting. That's just set. Your strength, your energy, and your time. When you have more set to give because you've refueled, you've given yourself permission to pause, to just get yourself together, take a deep breath, really, you know, pump yourself back up, get the motivation you need. Maybe you just needed some sleep. Maybe you needed prayer closet time. Maybe you needed to meditate, do yoga, whatever it is that you needed to do to literally fuel yourself back up so you can get your set going, your strength, your energy, and your time. Then you can go and look at the box and say, okay, that thing that I had to put to the side so I could just keep it moving and get done whatever it was that I needed to get done. Well, now I can look at that because I have the set that I need. You have the set of tools you need because that's your strength, your energy, and your time and making sure you have that. Now, mind you, this is something I know to do. I teach other people to do. I show them how to do it. We walk through specific direct issues, not just hypotheticals, like we're doing kind of overarching here. We actually dig down into specific issues, the pricing and packaging in their business, the transition that they're moving through, the revamping, creating the blueprint, you know, all those different things, personally and professionally. However, as someone who is human, who does believe she is secretly a superhero, which is moi, and I do (laughs) believe I'm secretly a superhero somewhere, um, I have to remind myself that I need someone else, you know, my own coaches, my own advisors, my own brain trust, all of which I have to make sure that I'm refueling and taking the time I need because I'll get caught up in just putting out fires, just, just going through it. And I'll find myself wrapped up in nonsense, quite honestly, because when you look at it tomorrow, when you finally come up for air, you realize that none of it had to be as deep as it was, that you gave way too much power to that thing or that series of things, and you didn't catch your breath quick enough or fast enough. And now you also don't have the set of tools that you need, your SET, to actually get through whatever it was that you wanted to go back, whatever was in that box, you know, the husband problems, the parenting challenges, the the business challenges, the partnership challenges, the platonic friend issues, the shaking of the tree issues, all that stuff that some of it we're going to talk about later when the guest arrives. You don't necessarily have everything you need to chisel away at that box now because you've exhausted yourself. And it's important to take a pause, literally, you know, that's my favorite phrase, to literally take a pause and look at it and be unapologetic about it. You know, for some people, the unapologetic pause is just going to take a nap and that's how they refuel. That's kind of how they flush out the world, that they get through the fact that they had all these fires, all these mishaps, all these things happen, whether they handled it the best they could or they just were moving through it because they were caught up in the storm, feet off the ground, whatever it was. Some people just unapologetically go to sleep for their pause. Some people take time to go on vacation or or take a drive or go to the beach or read a good book or to cop a squat and meditate in the middle of whatever environment they're in. They'll go in a closet, uh, a work closet in the, uh, the office if they have to, or the bathroom. I used to, my unapologetic pause was I would go, when I worked at the hospital, I would go in the bathroom. They were pretty big bathrooms and I would usually choose the one that was either the handicapped bathroom or the one that was for like the moms with the the little bed that would come down the changing table for the kids because it was wider and big enough. And I would do push-ups off the door. So there were standing push-ups and I would do them off the door. And I would do squats. I would just like pump up my heart, get the, get the blood flowing and be as aggressive as I could without scaring someone in the stall next to me with the, the noise of pouncing against the wall by doing the, the push-ups off the door. 
And that's how I would unapologetically pause and clear to clear my head just so I could take a breather and, and say to myself, it's okay. Whatever happened in the moments before that you took this pause, they are done. Now it's about what you do in the moments going forward and having the, the knowledge of what to look for, what to be prepared for. And we'll talk about that with our guests coming up in a few minutes on what is it that we should be, what should we be looking for to, to be that trigger? We talk about the truth and triggers, right? We talked about that a few episodes ago, but what are some of the names for those triggers? What should we be paying attention to that could proactively set us up so we're not necessarily always fighting the fire or the storm after the effect, after the fact and being unprepared that we can have everything that we need in that moment as much as as much as humanly possible right you know some things are just totally unprepared for the death of a loved one or but even with that there are things for certain loved ones in our family that we can prepare for you know helping them make healthier choices in their eating and their food offering them healthy choices you don't have to go and berate someone on what they need to eat maybe you need to show up with a a fruit-filled smoothie and a Uh, awesome salad instead of just telling them how to eat show up with it and give it to them Um, take advantage I started with my husband towards maybe the the latter part the third quarter of this year he hates breakfast he's just not a breakfast person and I'm not a big breakfast person either but I have my breakfast drinks my fit tonics that I do so I said you know what one of my sacrifices instead of constantly telling him oh you should have ate breakfast and I'm like constantly getting on him for the last 20 some years I said you know what what can I do and I had to get him to compromise a little bit by at least trying it because he's super finicky but we decided together that we would start with fruit smoothies for him so although there are things in his smoothie that I wouldn't put in mind because I'm at a different part of my journey and with my autoimmune, there's just certain things that I can't have and I, I, I won't do. But with him, he's a newbie. So let's just get the fruit in your body, your fruit and some vegetables. So I started making the smoothies for him before he walked out the door. He likes it cold. He likes them thick like a slushy. Neither of the ways that I like mine, he likes them sweet. So it's, it is a little heavier on the fruit, a little less heavy on the vegetables, but they're in there. I put the cucumber juice and everything, you know, I get it in, I sneak in what I can, a little kale, a little spinach, you know, all of that, but it still has to be colorful enough. So he thinks it's fruit and I have it in a tinted, container so he doesn't necessarily see the colors unless he opens it up you know I had to be a little slick with it but my contribution to helping was to show up and do it with him instead of just telling him what he needs to do so he's a loved one in my life that lord forbid I lose him and you know one day far 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 away from now a hundred years from now when I have to face that reality at least I know that I contributed and I was proactive and I understood that one of his triggers were bad healthy choices and one of the things that I could do to help offset that was to give him something else to choose from. So that's just a small, small, small thing for you to think about as you head in to this 2017 from the storms that we can't control and our feet being swung up off the air and feeling all crazy and all over the place um, and not being so heavy in a space of regret that we get caught in that, but literally setting ourselves up with some kind of unapologetic pause that we can do in the middle of the day if necessary at the end or at the beginning whatever works for you in the middle of those stressful moments so you can literally reset yourself 
and set yourself up with the right tools that you need. Remember, that's your strength, your energy, and your time. And in order to do that, you kind of have to recalibrate a little bit. So I'm really excited to get you ready to introduce this next this next guest so we can really go headstrong in finishing up this season on commitment challenges. Whoop, whoop, super excited. The Balance Bowley Podcast is sponsored by All About Leverage integrates LinkedIn and social selling innovation to build power networks, open more doors, and maximize client acquisition. From on-site to virtual training programs, concierge social marketing programs, LinkedIn executive profile optimization, speaking engagements, power networking groups, and LinkedIn coaching. All About Leverage is a full-service LinkedIn and social selling resource. Learn more at allaboutleveragellc.com. So this day, I have an amazing, powerful, little petite, but so awesome woman, Rochelle Listener, with me. If I could just show you guys a picture of her in full body. She's like three foot nothing and an amazing source of power um, in every single way. She is my New York Connect, and I love her to pieces. So let me give you a proper introduction of who she is, just so you can be reminded that she's not only a good friend, she's actually packing some pretty serious credibility. Rochelle has a mission to be energizing, to inspire, and to educate business owners to achieve productivity, profit, and peace. Since 2007, she has worked with corporations, family-owned businesses, and entrepreneurs to resolve their sales, communication, and business growth headaches. She's been dubbed a teaching, training, and motivating dynamo. She infuses her innovative sales training culture, building, and interactive programs with the wisdom born out of dealing with diverse industries, crisis management, multicultural clients, and, yes, I'm saying and, demanding customers. Rochelle recognizes the fastest way to grow a business is through creating a motivating work environment, scaling key talent effective sales presentations, and corporate systems. Increase the focus and increase the profitability. It's something she's been saying for years, and she teaches hundreds around the country. This is also the information that I want to make sure that you are clear about before we wrap up all the good, good stuff. At the end of this amazing podcast, and yes, I'm highlighting amazing because that's what we bring, we're going to make sure that you're all aware, especially for everyone on the East Coast who's close enough, to come and see her at the Ultimate Power Pitch Experience. We'll get to that later. But for now, I would love to welcome Rochelle Lister. Welcome, Rochelle. Oh, Nikita, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I love that, uh, that bold introduction, and I am committed to living up to it. <laughs> I know you will. You know you have been making me laugh and cry for at least the last year. Every time I come to New York and you give an introduction of yourself, and you always talk about the, the dizzying, ridiculous people that we are, um, that how much we hallucinate in our own experiences because we're really not focused on the thing that matters, which is our core messaging. I know you've yelled at me personally, and yes, she is very serious. I'm telling you, she's a mighty, powerful punch. Um, she has broken it down in the middle of a facilitated workshop, by the way. It was like, Nikita, stop it. 
what are you doing? Why are you talking like that? I'm like, oh, okay, you're right, all right. It doesn't matter how smart or how brilliant or how amazing you are. We all need help, especially from people like Rochelle, who gives us exactly what we need, the reality that we have to look at where we are and what we want. So I have to thank you for that, Rochelle, because that has stuck with me for, God, it's been like a year. It has to be at least a year that we've known each other for all the times that I'm in Manhattan getting lost. <laughs> well, with pleasure, with pleasure. <laughs> You're amazing. So the last conversation you and I had, which wasn't that long ago, um, we were talking about something that I thought was a pretty incredible point for you. you. We were talking about it specifically to business, but I thought it applied to life and relationship as well. You brought up the tipping point and how we all have to look at that. Now, for business, if you don't mind just sharing with everyone, because most of the listeners are women in business and a few brave men, and they're also entrepreneurial leaders, so they're not shy about the business metaphors at all. But you were talking about how important it is to recognize and know your tipping points. Why don't you share with us? Well, uh, this is the perfect segue into 2017. You know, so many of us are looking for our what do we want to create next year? What do we want to be a stand for? What is, what is our commitment to bring forth for the following year? But what we don't pay attention is what I call the tipping point. In order to make something happen, what needs to happen prior to that? So I'll give mm. you a great example. Uh, let's just say somebody has five employees and they're doing, I'm just using very exaggerated, bold numbers. So let's just say you have five employees and you're doing $1 million worth of business, and you want to increase your business next year, and you want to do, instead of $1 million, you want to do $1.5 million. So in essence, you're really growing your business by almost 50%. Uh-huh. Well, you have to realize, in order to make that happen, what's your tipping point? When do you need to think in advance for, let's say, a new employee? Now, you don't need a new employee when you are in panic and you're in flood and you're so busy that you don't know what to do. You need your employee, this new employee, before so that by the time you are really busy and overworked and overwhelmed and your phones aren't, haven't stopped ringing, you have already hired the person and you left a little wiggle room in order to train them. So by the time you get this, you know, flux of business, you have an operating individual that's ready to take on work. Very often, we don't pay attention to what our tipping points are. We don't pay attention for the next level of business. What do we need? Do we need a different mindset that's going to move us forward? Do we need different resources? Do we need a different CRM system? Do we need different space? Do we need a different employee? Each level of success and growth, be it in our personal lives and be it in our professional lives, mm-hmm. has a tipping point. Just before you need to make that happen, something needs to be put in place. And very often, as we're putting our goals and we're moving forward, we're not looking at that. We're just looking at the big picture, and we're not looking at the nuances that are needed to make it happen. No, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and I would assume, and you probably know better than I do, why people would kind of ignore that that's something that they have to pay attention to. Is it because they just don't know that it's an area that they need to focus on? Or are they afraid of really looking at, you know, that next level? You know, you can talk about, I want $1.5 next year, right? Like, you can say that, 
But then whatever the effort and the energy is that has to go in that mix to actually get that outcome could be a little nerve-wracking for people. Is is that what you think makes people pull back? There's two things. Uh, Possibly. Fear could be Mm -hmm. one of it because, you know, it takes a new level of courage to bring yourself to the new level of success. Mm -hmm. What Mm -hmm. brought you to where you are today is not what's going to bring you to your next level. You need Mm -hmm. to up your, either your knowledge you need to, your resources, your team, that has to be, you have to up that. But I also believe that one of the main reasons that people don't think about it is that they are working in their business. They're not working on their business. They're working on the day-to-day. They're working mm. on the task that we need to do day-to-day. They're not looking and taking an, a, a bird's-eye view of the business and working on the business. What do they need to do operationally? What does finance look like? What does marketing look like? They're too entrenched in delivering the service, and they're not as entrenched in looking at the overview and and how does all the pieces of the puzzle fit in. They're doing what I call the $10 an hour job. They're not delegating enough, and they're losing sight of the big view and the long-term picture. No, that makes a lot of sense, um, especially when you break it down the way that you did. Where I'm curious, though, is when we look on the other side, because that's the, the business view, right? Like, you know, they have a specific number, most likely, or a, a number of people they want to grow. If it's not a dollar amount or a number of new products they want to move, depending on, what it, depending on what it is. But when we look at the tipping points for people in their personal relationships and that you know, get it done, do what needs to be done kind of attitude and perspective, there's, an, there's a similar side to that coin. I was going to say the other side of the coin, but that's not what I meant. There's a similar oh, side to that cool. coin. I can give yeah. a great example about this personally. Uh, uh, years ago, a very, very close friend of mine lived in Manhattan, and if you mm-hmm. know anything about Manhattan, the idea of space, is not happening. There's no such thing. It's like a hallucinogenic concept. There's no, there's no such thing as space. So she was living in a one-bedroom apartment with, uh, with, a ba- with her firstborn. Mm. And when you talk about not paying attention to the tipping point, she just, you know, she, they wanted another child, and she had another child. Now, for four people, two young children, you know, one three and one infant living in a one-bedroom apartment is not exactly, she did not pay attention to the tipping point. Prior to her having a second child, what would have been easier for her, I'm not saying easy financially, but you have to move anyway, was to look for an apartment so by the time she had this second child, there would have been room for, uh, you know, a a crib. There would have been room for a stroller. There would have been room for whatever she needed to accommodate a second child. Let me tell you, if you walked into that apartment, there was, uh, it was a little scary. There was no room. You couldn't, there was not an inch of space not accounted for. It looked mm. like a warehouse because, you know, children, they're so tiny, yet they need so much stuff, and all their stuff is huge, and all their stuff does not, just a box of pampers didn't fit into our house. So oh, wow. you have to realize that we, you, you have to think about what's your tipping point. What do you need to prepare for for your next event? So, again, if you're, you know, if you, if another thing that happens in Manhattan is we have no space. So you could be living in a studio apartment, and let's just say you want to marry or, or really be in a long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It is very hard for two people to live in a studio apartment if you want that relationship to last long term. You don't have a corner to call your own. You don't have an alcove. You have no personal space. So when you have no personal space, I'm imagining that that alone can put a strain on the relationship. So again, what are the tipping points? As you're preparing for your next level of life, whatever you want Mm -hmm. that next to be, what's the preparation that you need to do? And you need to probably do that prior to the event. Prior to the event, not after the event. After Mm -hmm. the event is called drama and crisis. (laughs) Prior to the event is called being adult, recognizing your tipping point and, and being prepared for it. And therefore, you can do it within a space of time and you're not pressured due to some sort of a, a, a crisis. Mm-hmm. Listen, you hit a buzz point that I don't even think you realize you hit, and I'm going to address it. Let me go to commercials really fast. I promise we will be right back because Michelle just told all of y'all that y'all need to make some room in your life. Honey, hold on. We'll be right back. This season is brought to you by our power partner and season sponsor, Spreaker.com. As a product of the product, the Balanced Bully Podcast utilizes Spreaker's high-quality tools to create, host, distribute, and measure our show. With the use of their easy-to-use iOS and Android mobile apps, podcasters and internet radio show hosts are able to record and store their valuable content and share across multiple networks like iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and more. For more information, visit Spreaker.com. Welcome back to Balance Boldly. We are on with Rochelle Listener, an amazing, powerful pint-sized punch that's coming at you right here on Balance Boldly. She is breaking down the importance of knowing, recognizing, and utilizing, quote that, infusing your tipping point for your next level of life and making sure that you are aware of how important it is before you go into crisis mode trying to clean up the disaster that was caused by not recognizing the tipping point in the first place. Rochelle, right before we went to commercial, you mentioned something that was really, really, really powerful, and I don't even think you you saw it when you were giving your examples, and you talked about relationships. You used Manhattan specifically because that's where you live, Manhattan, New York, and you were talking about the space issue and, you know, how everything is really small, but you hit on something with relationships that I thought was incredible. So you talked about, you know, the couple who's getting married and and making sure they have the right room. But I have a question for all the listeners who are out there, those who are in relationships, and I'm talking about your intimate relationships, but you can apply it to your platonic relationships as well. You may not have the room you need to grow in your relationship because you didn't recognize the tipping point that Rochelle was talking about. If you are dating... Right? Listen, don't get me started. We were just talking about that listen, Linda thing, right? <laughs> listen, Linda. Um, <laughs> if oh, you are, you. <laughs> right? If you are dating or in the dating game, which I know is, you know, it's tricky and sticky in itself, especially 2017 with, with all of the, the craziness that's going on, but you're uh, surrounding yourself with people who are blocking your opportunity to make quality decisions to attract a better quality of people because you're running around with naysayers or people who are constantly complaining and are not fueling you with positivity and abundance in every level of your life, you're going to continue to attract things that make you feel cramped, 
and you're not going to be able to see what the bigger picture is because you're living in such a tight space. And I mean that figuratively, of course. But when I thought about that when you were saying it, I thought about some platonic relationships um, that I know are happening right now just in the various circles, you know, the professional and the personal circles that I run in. Everyone's on this big kick right now to kind of, uh, my sister and I say, shake the tree. Like they're shaking the tree of all the relationships that need to come out of there. But, you know, we're no longer friends. We don't need to associate anymore. You're not bringing value. You're kind of dead fruit, hanging on, spoiling the, the rest of the branches. But many people aren't shaking the tree. They're so comfortable with the way things look, even though they say they want more. They say they want to reach that $1.5 million. They say they want to add more product or, or line. They say they want to grow with their relationships. They say they want to get healthy. They say they want to travel the world. You know, all these I'm going to, I want to, but they're not shaking the tree and getting rid of all of that stuff that shouldn't be there. To your point, Rochelle, because they don't even understand the value of what's shaking the tree and kind of looking at what's going to happen when those things fall off to make room and see it, you're using the word, the phrase, stepping point. They don't understand the value because they got really, really comfortable until all of that dead fruit starts crawling up those branches and spoiling everything. But you made oh, such a valuable point. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, there's a lot about that. There's, I can really speak about it. I, a lot of my training comes into that. So number one, when we're talking about relationships, when you say people are in their co- people are in their comfort zone, whether they're they have even though they have toxic people in their life, they're familiar with it. And because they become so familiar with it, we get used mm-hmm. to it. You don't realize that it's alien. Because mm-hmm. over time it's like it dripped, it dripped, it dripped, it dripped and now you don't even pay attention. It's not as if you met this person and they introduced themselves and said, so, you know, Nikita, my name is and let me tell you, mm-hmm. I'm going to drown and drain every molecule of energy you have I am going to Velcro myself to your ankle and give you no space, time, or breathing room. They don't introduce themselves like that. They come Mm -hmm. off very, they kind of inch into your life until the next thing you know, if you look back, there's a tsunami. And it's up to us to do the following. It's up to us to say, are we connected to somebody because we have a history with them? Or do we want to connect with the people in our lives because they're going to support us in creating our future? So are we looking back or are we looking forward? And that's something that each and every one of us on the phone could pause on a daily basis and say, are these people moving me forward or are the people in my life literally only connected to me because we have a history together and that's no longer enough? So that's number one. Number two, what I want people to think about, and I I say this all the time, there's a formula that I like people to kind of write down. Mm-hmm. And it's C, Z, C like Charlie, Z like zebra, equals S, Z. S like Sam, Z like zebra. Mm-hmm. Your comfort zone will equal your success zone. So now if you want more, more success, you must challenge your comfort zone. Your comfort zone is giving you your status in life right now. The minute that you want more, more achievement, more prosperity, more fun, more adventure, more anything, we need to challenge our comfort zone. Now, here's the tricky thing. The minute that we want to challenge our comfort zone, the minute our body will resist because our body is structured to keep us safe. That's what it wants to do. Regardless Mm. of how uh, amazing the idea is, no matter how much fun we think we're going to have, no matter how 
We feel that this will be the greatest adventure and we're ready to explore. Your initial response from your body is going to say, I don't think so. And it's going to put a halt on you. Because your body is, is wired to keep you safe. And you need, to be, oh, you need to be able to turn that around. And I've got a really quick formula. You ready for it? Yeah, absolutely. So here, when we're challenging something different and new, very often we'll ask ourselves, what's the worst that can happen? And we mm-hmm. think about, you know, if it's the worst that can happen, we can move forward from that. Mm-hmm. So here's my suggestion on that. Never, ever, ever ask yourself what's the worst that can happen. Because if you do, your body creates a, sub-connect, a subconscious connection to that, and it will respond to it. And all of a sudden, you have all the worst coming up in your life. Okay. So the minute we're dealing with doubt, worry, fear, anxiety, my suggestion is once again, pause and ask yourself what's the best that can happen. The minute mm. you ask yourself what's the best that can happen, all of a sudden you're going to get so many ideas that will connect to only the best. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know who said it, but where your focus go, your flow will go. And you're saying flip that fear on its head and literally focus on the positive so that's where all of your good juju, your good energy can go towards. That makes a lot of sense, especially Your energy and your ideas, Mm -hmm. that's the main thing. Your ideas will be positive. Absolutely, which is really your fuel for hope to go forward because we need something to anchor ourselves on. And your formula, your, what was it, CZ equals SZ? SZ, right. Your comfort zone equals your success zone. So once Love again, we want, more, we want more success, we need to challenge mm-hmm. our comfort zones. And what we, what, I think we've been given this fantasy that we can achieve more success without more effort, without more knowledge, without more mm-hmm. whatever. And that's not true. We, mm-hmm. If we're going to up our whatever it is, our finances, our, our relationship ability, mm-hmm. our, our, our communication with children, we need yeah. to challenge our comfort zone. We need to see where can we become more vulnerable. Where yeah. do we need to ask for support. We mm-hmm. can't do it alone. I really believe that isolation kills success. Mm-hmm. So who can we work with to support us, be it a friend, be it, be, it a, uh, be it a mastermind group, be it people that we meet in spiritual um, circles? Who can we meet that's like-minded that will support us in our journey to whatever that next level is? No, absolutely. You know, I, I talk about that discomfort and the, the power of discomfort and how we need to, to have that around us to just keep things interesting enough so we can keep moving forward. But something that I think is really important, and I'm pulling it forward a little bit sooner than I intended, but I just think it's perfect placement, is your event that's coming up, the ultimate power pitch experience. Um, because everything I know about you, and this is a personal look in a, through a professional window, people. I know her from the professional circle, but we've had a very personal look and personal opportunities to engage. Everything that she talks about is speaking powerfully, powerfully about what you do and what you want. And I'm assuming that that's what is going to happen at the Power Pitch Experience. Oh, I want everybody to pencil in. It's going, it's, I'm calling it the Ultimate Power Pitch Experience. It's mm-hmm. going to be on January 27th, and it's going to be a full-day program. And here's what I want everyone to put their thinking cap on. 
The quality of your language will dictate the quality of your business. Mm. Let me repeat that. The quality of your language will dictate the quality of your business. And I'd like everybody to think about how can you speak about your business that when people listen, they will recognize that you will be the clear and only choice. How can you speak about your business that will make you the clear and only choice? So very often when I go to so many networking opportunities, I hear that most people sound the same. So if I'm in a group setting and I've met in the course of, let's just say, a month, two accountants, two attorneys, two people that sell insurance, two Mm -hmm. people that do types of marketing, how can I distinguish one from the next? You have to be able to tell me based on your language, based on saying something in a different way, based on saying something that will connect to me emotionally, that will make me say, whoa, if I need that service, you're going to be the it person. And even if I don't need your service, if I know of somebody that will, you will be the only person that I will refer. It's almost Mm -hmm. leaving an emotional connection between you and the people that you deal with and you talk to. That makes absolute sense. Um, And I would go as far as saying it applies to your relationships as well. You know, if you're speaking powerfully and clearly, then people are not confused about their boundaries in their life. They know the position that they play with you. They know how far to take things. They know where not to go with you. They know where and how to treat you based on how clearly you speak and how powerful you are about stating what you want and what you do not want um, and being really clear about that. I think that both apply, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. Because when people are in relationships, they're they're afraid to either offend somebody. Mm-hmm. They may be awkward in, let's just say, if I mention something, it may bring up an argument. But they mm-hmm. don't know how to uh, communicate in a way where both people, where it's a win-win for both. Very often the reason people are afraid to communicate because they feel that it's going to be a win-lose. If I bring something mm-hmm. up, I'll be great and you'll be terrible or vice versa they're going to position it as a win-lose. But if we learn to communicate in an effective way where both parties walk away as a win-win, it'll turn, it'll turn the energy of the relationship on its... It, it, it'll go haywire because it's something that's unrecognizable. If I'm going to speak to you with respect, not with anger, with respect, with direction, yeah. it's a whole different ballgame. But if I'm going to lash out at you with anger you'll get a very different response. And it's both in business and it's both in, in relationships. And I ask myself, and I've done this pretty recently, mm-hmm. when we're communicating and when we are angry, we have to ask ourselves, do I want to be right or do I want to be successful? Two different things. I, I can be right and lose the account or lose the relationship, or I can position this very differently by saying, how do I approach this with the outcome of that, I want to be successful. And being right isn't that important. Absolutely. I was just thinking as you were talking about the, the what if. You know, what if people weren't afraid of failing? What if they weren't afraid of losing? What if they weren't afraid of missing out? Um, and how 
how much more powerfully they would speak or pitch, you know, their opportunity if it's a business pitch or share their story with people if they weren't afraid of judgment and rejection and, you know, all the other what ifs that could follow that. Um, that I know. Yeah, or yeah, judgment, rejection, losing. I put that under the umbrella of it's my next learning experience. If mm. I take it on as a learning experience, I'm not as connected to the outcome. Because if I win, I'm, I'm fine. And if I don't win that particular moment, I've learned something that's strengthened me for the next. So every time I position something as a learning opportunity, it, dil- mm. it really dilutes my fear. That makes sense. So a way to dilute your fear is to position something as just a trial, that this is the opportunity to learn and get better for the, for the next time you're faced with something similar. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, if I, don't, if I pitch this particular account and it may not go the way I like it, I, I, I say, what, what can I learn from it? So the yeah. next time I pitch something, I'll be more prepared. I'll always have another opportunity to pitch. See, we live in scarcity that thinks that we can yes. We'll never have another opportunity. I mean, get real. I'm in, I'm in Manhattan. The story <laughs> right, of not right. having an opportunity to pitch <laughs> is crazy. The X amount of millions of people in Manhattan. So what are the chances of me being able to pitch again? Pretty high. So that gives me some comfort if I'm thinking of it that way. So well, to your point. A learning, yeah, this is a learning opportunity, and the next time I'll be yeah. and better and more prepared. No, but to your point, Rochelle, you're thinking of it from a glass half full perspective. You just said, listen, this is Manhattan. It's a million plus people here. You know, that means plenty more opportunities. You're thinking from abundance and prosperity. But there's a lot of other people who are out there thinking just the opposite. They're saying, but it's a million people out here. I mean, what are the chances that I'm going to get another opportunity? But they're literally thinking it in the, in the opposite way uh, because they're not using the formula you gave. That's why at that very moment that you're thinking in the negative, in that very moment, that's when you say what's the best that can happen. What mm-hmm. it does is it creates what I call thought interruption. It interrupts that negative thinking that, that's a sinkhole that goes down and down and down. With, with it, literally, it's, an unli- it's a bottomless pit. The minute that you say what's the best that can happen, you're creating the thought interruption. You're stopping that negative garbage. And you now have the opportunity to turn on the forces to think positively. You've got to ask yourself the right question. You ask yourself the right question, you'll get the right answer. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, that was powerful in so many ways. So before we tell everyone all the deets that they need so they can come to the ultimate powerful pitch experience, please tell us all, what do you do when you are ready to take an unapologetic pause? for yourself. Oh my gosh, I can't wait. (laughs) What I love to do is there's something about taking a warm, like a hot bath, a hot bubble bath or with some sort of like sea salts or something. Mm -hmm. And you're sitting there and then I put on this just the most magical jazz music in the background. And I love those little candles that you have you know the electric candles now that you don't have to worry that you're gonna set the house on fire. I love those. So once you put down, you know, you take a nice bath, you've got great music on in the background, you've got the beautiful lighting. Let me tell you, 20 minutes later, I don't even recognize myself. I have just been so relaxed and so pampered, and, and I just feel so 
the only word I can say is I feel so delicious. <laughs> so Ooh. I invite everybody to create that delicious experience for themselves because you cannot come out the same. When you have great music kind of whispering in your ear and you've got the great feel of the water and the light, it, it just does something to you. It, it literally, it, it enters your soul. I love that. Well, you know, I'm a Campbell's girl, so that's an awesome thing for me. I don't take nearly as many baths as I should because the bath tub is in the kids' bathroom, and I refuse to use that one. But <laughs> I do take lots of long hot showers. So I think that that is an excellent thing for me to infuse as well, and I'm glad that you shared it. Rochelle, you have to tell everyone who's listening, how can they learn more about the Ultimate Power Titch experience? Go to it's ultimatepowerpitch.com. Mm-hmm. It will literally break down the reasons why you should attend if you have the certain questions in business that's standing in your way. So do you stand out when you speak in your market? When somebody asks you, what do you do? Do you have a response that's very, very memorable? Can you mm. actually convert your conversations into leads? We're going to spend some time doing that in the morning, and in the afternoon we're going to practice your power pitch. So please go to the – it's not the – it's ultimatepowerpitch.com. The mm-hmm. program is going to be January 27th. It's a full-day program, and I promise you, you are going to rock you're going to walk away with your powerful pitch that will make an impact in your business. You are so awesome. You know you are my pint-sized punch. I love it on <laughs> every single level. Rochelle Listener is incredible. For all of you who didn't hear, let me repeat, and I will make sure that it is everywhere that there is signage for this podcast, on iTunes, on Spreaker, on Stitcher, Everywhere that you're, you're going to get it, you're going to make sure you have that link to the ultimatepowerpitch.com. It is super important. I know you need to be in the room. I want to thank you, Rochelle, for being amazing, for always being yourself, and for being so powerful in your true organic way. So I have to thank you personally because I'm honored that you took time out of your busy schedule to come and join us here on Balance Boldly. So thank you. And I want to thank you for the invitation. It was with honor and pleasure. You're welcome. Rochelle, don't go anywhere. You stay right there. To our Balance Boldly listeners, as always, I want to thank you as well for taking a moment out of your day and allowing us to plant positive seeds in your life, your relationship, and your business. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe, rate, and share this podcast so we can help ensure that the other bold and brave women and men of the world have access to these valuable balanced tools. Once again, I'd like to thank all of our sponsors this season, all about leverage.com, spreaker.com. Woohoo! We love you guys. And of course, Fresh Level Pro. We are just amazed at all the work that we're doing, and we have some incredible videos coming out courtesy of Fresh Level Pro, so you stay tuned for that. If you guys are not already members, come on over to the Dreamers Blueprint, dreamersblueprint.com, and make sure you join. Get community access so you can come into the kitchen conversations and extend the conversation that we're having here on the Balanced Bully Podcast. There's so many tools and and details and techniques and tips that are there. It's too much to go over. Uh, If you have any questions, make sure that you follow and 
hashtag me at Ask Nikita or Balance Bowley on Twitter. That is where all your questions get submitted, and I'm happy to answer. I want to end with just a little sign-off, a little gentle honesty from Rochelle Listener. I love to recap something that stood out amazingly for me personally from all of the experts we have. And Rochelle said something that is pretty incredible and a formula that you cannot forget. CZ equals SZ. Your comfort zone will determine your success zone. So make sure you keep that in mind. That is courtesy of Rochelle. Listener, everyone. I will see you on the next episode. Until then, set an intention and enjoy the balance of your day, but do it boldly.